This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, December 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. So Fox the Floor ban in California. House clears ocean shipping and livestock bills. Contaminated cows eligible for dairy indemnity program. With SGMA, almond planting must be tied to GSPS. Almond farmers looking to invest in new orchards, quote, absolutely have to understand the new rules coming from regional groundwater sustainability plants. That is according to Scott Hamilton, an economist consulting on water issues in the San Joaquin Valley. He spoke at the Almond Conference yesterday. A farmer frustrated with generalities and discussion on the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act pushed for details on what it will mean to his bottom line over the next 20 years. One option, Hamilton responded, is that some plans allow farmers who do not use their full allocations to bank water credits to carry over to the next year. That means the farmer could plant half the acreage now, build credits for the first decade, and then spend those credits in the second decade. But if you need more water, you absolutely have to be in close touch with your groundwater sustainability agency, Hamilton said, adding that Valley efforts like the Water Blueprint and Collaborative Auction Program will not exist if we don't get more funding. Judge blocks sulfoxiflor use in California. A California Superior Court judge has put a halt to the use of insecticide sulfoxiflor in the state, siding with environmental groups in a lawsuit against the Department of Pesticide Regulation. The judge said the state had not seriously addressed concerns over harm to bees and other pollinators. The ban will take effect within 30 days unless a higher court intervenes first. Environmental groups immediately cheered the decision. Sulfoxiflor has been used in a variety of crops in California, served as an alternative to, of course, PIRFOS, an insecticide that's also been banned statewide. DPR had been granting a local needs exemption on sulfoxiflor for cotton each year. Corteva AgriScience has two products registered under the ingredient in California. The company assured customers the case is procedural and not a challenge to the safety or benefits of the products and pointed to studies showing they do not cause harm to pollinators when used according to the label. Corteva AgriScience stands by the safety of our products and the value they bring to growers. According to a company letter, we are preparing our strategy and defense to preserve these registrations. House passes shipping reform bill and turning focus now to the Senate. The House passed the Ocean Shipping Reform Act of 2021, 364 to 60 last night. Agriculture groups are hoping the Senate will act swiftly. The House bill would prevent ocean carriers from refusing to allow U.S. ag exporters to load containers with commodities. Chinese exporters have been paying extra for containers to be returned empty in an effort to ship their goods to the U.S. quickly. Over the past year, the ongoing COVID-19 exacerbated supply chain issues have created log jams at U.S. ports and blocked the export of our members' products, resulting in steep financial losses and irreversible friction with international customers. The American Feed Industry Association said in a statement, 
AFIA urged the Senate, quote, to move this bill full steam ahead. Representative Jim Costa, the California Democrat, a co-sponsor of the bill, said no ship arriving with imports should leave an American port empty when U.S. products are ready to go. That's what's happening, sadly. More House action? Well, the chamber approved an extension of the livestock mandatory reporting, the LMR, by a 419-9 vote. And another bill that would create a contract library for the beef cattle industry. That legislation passed 411-13. to The Senate action on both is now awaiting. You can read more on the issue at agripulse.com. Innovative farmers seen taking charge in ag. Farmers who are the most likely to respond to market demands from the food industry and consumers going to make up the vast majority of farmers by 2040. That's a key finding from analysis the research firm Aimpoint has done projecting the future of U.S. agriculture. Aimpoint classifies U.S. farmers in five different categories depending on their personalities and approach to the business. The most innovative groups of farmers with high business acumen are classified as independent elites and are enterprising business builders. Together, those groups currently account for 41% of U.S. farmers. Then by 2040, they'll make up 71% of the populace. That, according to research presented at the American Seed Trade Association annual meeting in Chicago. Those more innovative farmers are the first to shift practices and more likely to sacrifice some independence to get access to markets, according to Aimpoint Sarah Devedit. Farmers categorized as classic practitioners now make up 24% of farmers. Their share is expected to drop 4% by 2040. Those farmers tend to struggle more and have a greater reliance on safety net programs. Now take note, consumers are viewing technology and food production more positively as sustainability concerns become more important to them, according to Devedit. Companies to tap data to help farmers access low-carbon markets. Bayer's working with two other companies on a new pilot program that aims to help farmers take advantage of low-carbon fuel markets by implementing sustainable farming practices. The program was developed in collaboration with Bushel, that's an agriculture software developer, and Amazon Web Services. Project CarbonView will initially enable ethanol producers to track carbon emissions across their supply chains, that from planting to production, according to Bayer. Elizabeth Fastigi, who leads agriculture business development for AWS, said at the ASTA meeting that the system will give ethanol plants the information they need in order to make good procurement decisions. USDA offers a billion dollars in loan guarantees for supply chain. USDA's Rural Business Cooperative Service is making a billion dollars in loan guarantees available to help finance new or expanded supply chain projects. In a Federal Register notice, the RBCS said the guarantees would be used for the, quote, startup or expansion of activities in the middle of the food supply chain, such as manufacturing, processing, and distribution. 
RBCS is encouraging applicants to consider projects that help rural communities recover from the COVID pandemic, ensure that rural residents have equitable access to rural development programs and benefits from RD-funded projects, and as well, reduce climate pollution and increase resilience to climate change impacts in rural areas. Here's today's He Said It. We've gone through supply Magetten, said Brian Ezel, vice president of the Almond Division of the Wonderful Company, discussing supply chain bottlenecks during a presentation at the Almond Conference. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, December 9th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.